Hey everyone, I'm Kari. Hello everyone, I am Bree. And this is CSI Talk. I do sound better this week. I got some new equipment, so I'm going to sound a lot better. I I do hope I sound better for you guys. It's been rainy nonstop this week. If you're listening to rain or traffic, that's why. Before we get into today's episode, uh, we just want to let you all know that this is a safe space for you. This is always going to be a safe space for everyone. Everyone that wants to come here and just spend the next couple of 40-ish minutes with us and just, you know, just stay here. We love you and you matter. You are important. I found out recently that January is Mental Health Month and, well, if it is, you matter. Sick help if you need to it's really tough to get out there and look for help but it's best if you do and i did follow my own advice recently and it's been helping me after breathe really literally kept bothering me for over a year about it but i am looking i, I did i found someone to talk to and if you don't have some professional to talk to, talk to your friends, talk to your family, reach out, you know. This episode of Cisa New York that we're going to cover today really talks about this. Before we get into today's episode, we're going to cover CS Vegas has begun their promo for the new season. And two Sundays ago, they've released this 30 second promo and it looks like the first episode of Season three, we're going to pick up right where we left off from season two. They're going to find the body in the dumpster while Max and Serena are with Josh. Maybe Allie is there to process him because we don't see Allie on the scene on this promo that they release. I mean, on the crime scene, but we do see her at the lab. She's probably at the precinct to process Josh. Although it would probably be better if Bo or Chris process him because usually how we would go, at least that's how we usually would go in CSI crime scene investigation if the victim or the murderer or the suspect is male or female, a CSI of that gender would process them but I, we don't know we haven't seen the the first episode of season three Catherine is not there at the scene yet also you guys are the first to get my breakdown okay i'm gonna post this later but you guys are the first to get my breakdown we see a wide shot of vegas and then we see jack with a dead body and we see penny beside him and 
Chris said, you find any of also sprints on the murder weapon. We have a murder weapon. Josh wouldn't leave a murder weapon, but the murderer did leave a murder weapon. And then Bo said, no, because he was probably wearing gloves. And then Penny, my girl Penny, I knew I could count on her. Penny, she's a girl's girl. I love her. That's my girl right there. I love her. Make her a series regular, by the way. She deserves it. She's a fan favorite. She's on our side. And she tells Bo, Bo, we don't know that yet. And we don't know that yet. We don't know if it was him. And she says that if the the killer did leave a trace, and it is in the dumpsters, you know what they're going to do? They're going to take the dumpsters back to the lab. They take the dumpsters back to the lab and they're going to stop processing him. The reason I say is probably Allie processing Josh is because we see her processing clothes. But just looking at the look at the promo and she's processing the clothes of the dead body. So maybe Catherine is the one processing Josh or maybe even Max. We don't know who is going to process him. But... Whatever they find in that dumpster or in the body is not going to be enough for them to release Folsom because we've seen from the pictures that the CSI CBS account posted that Josh is going to be in the trenches this season. He's going to be in the trenches. He's in his prison era. He's going to be in a jumpsuit and he is going to be arrested for murder maybe. We already have a theory as to how the CSIs are going to clear him because he's going to go back to the lab. Probably he's going to be demoted because he was a CSI level 3. He's probably going to be demoted to CSI level 2. And Ali is going to be his supervisor. I was talking to my friend on Twitter the other day. We're probably going to have a, a situation similar to what we had to GSR about ransom stands. We don't know yet if Serena and Josh are together because they were taking a break like one or two episodes before the season finale. They had a break. Serena asked for a break and Josh gave her a break. But Josh better not pull a Ross. Cut the clip. We are on a break. We were on a break. But the thing is, are they going to be together? When Josh gets out of prison, are Serena and Josh going to be together again? Because my man does have feelings for Allie, so is he going to admit them or something? We don't know. Also, Bo. Bo, come on, my man. I, I, I love you, okay? I thought I could count on you. Josh is your friend, and you think that he is a murderer? I know Penny is following evidence to one line of investigation and Bo was following another line of investigation. I get that. It's just Bo was is one of my faves and seeing him like, oh he's a murderer. Maybe he didn't do it. I don't think he did he did it. I'm the leader of the Josh Apologist fan club. Um there's like two people, me and my friend from Twitter on this club and on this ship and we're going down with it and i am on the strictly follow the all the evidence not just one 
piece. Okay, look, you don't have all the facts. That's why I say follow the evidence. I the did evidence follow the will... evidence. No, you haven't. You're following your gut right now. We don't have all the evidence yet. Well, I, I don't think he did it because he's a CSI. He would get away with it. I said what I said. I said what I said. As and always. I'm not changing on it, okay? That's... I said what I said. It ain't changing on The CSI knows everything. And he reconstructs crime scenes. They don't have the evidence. Okay, we have now two evidence. We have the body and we have a murder weapon from the promo. Do you think Josh would leave a murder weapon behind? No, but they still need to process the evidence. We need to follow the evidence. Yeah, I still think he didn't do it. Denial is a river in Egypt. I don't know. That's why we need to follow the evidence. Also, one thing from this small promo, it doesn't even seem like they know Trey was there with Josh. It doesn't even seem like they know that uh, Trey was there. I mean, they probably would know from surveillance cameras. They probably will know from surveillance cameras after they get it. But it doesn't even seem like they know Trey was there. And we don't have any confirmation if the actor that plays Trey is going to come back to CSI Vegas this season. I mean, honestly, you have three suspects. It pains me to say there's Josh, there is Trey, and there's that drug lord. Then nobody seems to remember. It could have been him, right? Because the guy that is dead was moving drugs for him. So it could have been him. And also the blood stains on the victims, they are on his chest. And all the blood that we saw on the season finale of season two, the blood pool was behind him. It, it was not even his own blood. It was Josh's mom's blood. Where did that blood come from? And like, what is the murder weapon? Is it a gun? Because Josh only had a knife with him. It was not even a knife. It was like a box cutter. And I know a box cutter cuts through skin and all that, but the blood stains were on the chest. That victim could have easily died from exsanguination from a cut through the neck. But anyways, still think he didn't do it. But yeah, the show's coming back in a month now. Not even a month, in like 20-something days. And it's going to be really good. Today, what are we doing today? Today we're covering another CSN New York episode. It's called A Certainty Rules. It's episode 16 from season 6. Well, I understood a lot of things that happen in this episode especially like one of the victims of the episode is a physicist and he studies quantum mechanics and your girl started to study quantum mechanics just for funsies because i wanted to see if the marvel cinematic universe was doing things right it's a comic book what do you expect well, I wanted to see if the movies were doing it right, and they are actually doing a lot of things right. I mean, I don't know if, like, when you travel through the universe, you're traveling on the hexagons, portals, or things like that, but other than that... Or if you get sex the, through it. Sorry, that's 
a reference to Doctor Who. Other than that, they got a lot of stuff right. They got a lot of stuff right. And also, one of my favorite movies, I'm reading the book right now, so I'm not even going to comment on it. But I did read on it. I did read on Quantum Mechanics. I watched a documentary on it. And it's quite interesting. It doesn't have a lot of math as I thought it would. So if you want to dabble in it, go ahead. It just, it's its really fascinating. And I mean, this is not the first time we've seen quantum physics in CSI. I remember the theory of everything. We've covered this episode before. It's quantum physics because it talks about the rope theory. I think that's the name. But in this specific episode, we're going to bring out Einstein. Anyways, so the official synopsis for this episode is... The team must unravel the series of events from a wild night from a group of friends, a night which resulted in the massacre of four people in a hotel room and a madman wandering the streets covered in blood and with an axe. The opening scene is a shirtless man completely... I mean, we find out later that he was high, but he, he was high as in high on drugs. And he was with an axe, an actual axe. It reminded me of two things, actually. Uh, the first thing it reminded me of one specific episode of CSI Miami in which we have this one guy running around. He is in shocks and he is covered in blood. And then Horatio and his teams have to find out where he came from and what happened to him. And the second thing, it, it wouldn't be a CSI Talk episode with me not bringing up BuzzFeed Unsolves because it reminded me of an episode that they covered the X-Men of New Orleans. And they even have a song uh, de dedicated to the X-Men. I mean, if you live in New Orleans, you probably, and I'm probably butchering the name of the city. And I actually really want to visit New Orleans one day. So if you live in New Orleans, can you buy my tickets? to and from New Orleans. I really want to visit New Orleans one day. Well, anyways, it reminded me of that case. If you live in New Orleans, you've probably heard about it. Not going to dabble into it too much, but it's literally a man with an axe that started to kill people in their... And he will break into people's home and use their own axe to kill them. He even attacked a, a pregnant lady. Even elderly people. It would turn out their victims were all Italians. Most of the victims were all Italians, so it was racially based as well. They never caught the Axeman, by the way. And he's not alive either, okay? This actually, I think this happened in the 19th century. Back to the episode. So the police take this guy down. And he has to be taken to the precincts in a body bag. This is what you heard. They had to take this guy to the princess in a body bag. Out of all the ways to take this guy back to PD, they take him in a body bag. He's already high and nervous and anxious, and you put him inside a body bag. Yeah, I did not agree with that part. Okay. Flack is interrogating him, and the name of this guy is... 
James Robert, James says that two clowns kidnapped him and took him to this hotel and put a gun inside his mouth. It will turn out that the gun was a water gun that was filled with vodka, I think. Because it was his 21st birthday and the way to celebrate it was by getting drunk. A lot of people do this because the age of drinking in the United States is 21. A lot of countries is 18. But James says that he doesn't remember a lot and Flack doesn't believe him. But Mac and Stella, they think that this guy is really high. He is he's really high. He cannot be faking any of his symptoms. Stella grabs his phone and she sees that there is a voice from James's parents and there are 11 missed calls from his girlfriend. I would think that is suspicious. But it is a loose plot line because they never question her why she will call him 11 times. Actually, James is showing sign of being drugged with LSD. And that is why he was hallucinating. He thought the police officers were monsters. And he was swinging an axe. Sarah's brought in and she tells Mac that James has never done drugs in his life because... He was, apparently he's an introvert and he doesn't do anything wrong with his life. And in fact, on his 20th birthday, he spent his birthday on a library and said that he was celebrating with Einstein. And when she said that, Mac is like, oh my God, oh my God, that's my boy right there. Because when Mac realizes that James is also a fellow scientist. He literally sees himself in James and he's like, oh, he's not the killer. He is not a killer and my team is going to prove it. I'm going to help him. The entire episode, Mac is not in the lab. Mac is only with James and he's trying to help James remember. We actually have four victims. We have James's friend and we also have two women. And Danny and Hawks, they are at the hotel collecting evidence. And it's really bloody. It's it's really bloody, really bloody. They realize who was murdered first. She was one of the guys, if I'm not mistaken. And all the four people were murdered with an ex. First of all, it would take so much strength to handle an ex. And actually reminds me of that episode in CSI Vegas and that true crime episode with Chris because Chris was trying to explain how this one guy could not have killed his girlfriend, I think, because of the act angle or something like that. Then he is able to com- to confirm part of the story that James told Flack that he was actually kidnapped by two clowns and the two clowns were his friends. Okay, the two women were identified as Jackie Wright and Lacey DeShane. All the men, including James, were were drugged. They tested positive for LSD, but neither one of the women were drugged. While Hawks is putting up clothes on the mannequins to try and reconstruct the crime scene. Stella comes up with the t-shirt that James was wearing 
and they conclude that he could not have been the killer because when they were at the scene, they realized that there is a void on the boy's pattern on the walls. They were like, somebody was here. Somebody was in the wall and they got blood on their t-shirt, but the, the blood spatter is horizontal. The blood that was in James's t-shirt could have only been from transfer. It was not from a blood spatter. So that's when they realized that James was not their killer. He was a victim too, but he was merely a bystander. When Adam is reconstructing the scene with a computer software to actually confirm um, Danny and Hawk's suspicions as to who died first, Stella basically says that the blood spatter should have been continuing if the bathroom door was closed, but the bathroom door was open, which means there was somebody else in the in the bathrooms they go back to the crime scene and stella sees the curtains and she sees starfish seahorses and then she's like oh james did say that she that he was swimming with the starfishes and seahorses which means that he could not have been the killer and he did watch his friends get murdered and he couldn't have left the bathroom because if he did he would have been murdered too mark goes to talk to james and he's like i know you don't you didn't kill your friends but i need your help to try and figure it out what happened he asks james about the two girls and james is like i can't remember i cannot remember anything he said that he would not have done lsd his life and um, mac takes his cuffs off and Max is trying to explain what what LSD is doing to him. It's increasing the anxiety and all that. We've seen what L LSD can do to someone. There is an episode of CSI Crime Scene Investigation in which college students, they try to use LSD to fake their deaths. There's even this episode from Pretty Little Lies who plays Toby's in this episode. Anyways, in the lab, Stella, Danny, Fleck, Hawks, and Adam, they are brainstorming. Danny says that DNA didn't come back yet from the bite that James has on his cough. He had a bite mark on his cough and they took the DNA off of it, but they didn't know what it was. And Adam says that he was able to recover a picture from the evening. He got a picture of the three men, of James and his two friends in a assisted living home. Daniel Flack goes there and they realize that they played bingo and they won $25,000. I mean, where does a bingo give you $25,000? Like, okay, but anyways, they got the $25,000 and they spent it all on one night. Okay, the DNA came back to a Calvin Moore. He's a 3-foot-9 wrestler and Danny and Flag track him down and he says that he agreed to wrestle 
James for 1000 and he agreed to do that and he agreed to lose for $1,000. Also, Calvin says that they weren't with any women or how whatever happened. It happened in between the wrestling and the hotel. Matching takes James out of the precincts to try and jog his memory and they start to talk about uh, James is really concerned about what is happening to him. He's really anxious. Max is like, tell me about what you're studying. James was writing an article on the unified field theory, which is a Einstein theory. According to Google, the unified field theory is, I'm just quoting Britannica, by the way, in particle physicists, an attempt to describe all fundamental forces and the relationships between elementary particles in terms of a single theoretical framework. In physics, forces can be described by fields that mediate interactions between separate objects. According to Britannica, this is part of the theory of relativity, and that's how Mac is able to distract James a bit. James is really defensive of Einstein's theories, and Max is like, oh, that's until Niels Bohr came up with with the atoms theory that says that the atoms are everywhere or scattered everywhere or something like that. The scientists don't come for me. I know I said I'm reading the Oppenheimer's book, but I'm past that page and I don't remember exactly what they said about him. And James says something that, oh, and that, but Einstein refused that theory, and which is actually true. Einstein refused any theory related to quantum physics and says that, and then Mac cuts him off and says that Einstein said that God doesn't play dice with the universe, and he's like, oh, on my field. Uh, that's certainly true. I mean, it is. He Matt could not bring himself to believe that that is true. And then James literally drops his juice, completely flees, and leaves Mac alone. Max runs after him, only for we to go and see James holding a bowl, a bowl poster, and then he tells Mac. I wore a bowl last night. So now Meg sends Danny the two bars in the city that has two bowls on them. And then Flack eventually finds the one that they had. The bartender tells Flack that the three men came in with two women. Now they know that between the wrestling and the bar, that's where they pick up the women. Also, Estella realizes that the substance that one of the male victims chose was antifreeze from a taxi. I did not even know that taxi had antifreeze, but apparently they do. Of course, they track down the cab depot and they find the driver, Jared Gordon, and his car was heavily damaged. And he says that the men that were in his cab and he let one of them drive for a hundred bucks 
but it ended in a crash. So they gave him 1500 for the damage and they fleed and they had the two girls with them. They grabbed the footage from the taxi and they realized where those, those girls were picked up. So they go go to the building where they were picked up and they see a drug dealer called Rufus Knox who has a gunshot wound on the face. So then you have like they realize right off the bat that those girls were selling drugs for this guy and he's like I have nothing but love for this girls. Yeah okay they were literally murdered but they have nothing on this guy until the DNA from the axe come back to Rufus. So Stella, Danny, and Flag they go back to him, but he is to to his house, but he's not there. So Rufus and his bodyguard track down Mac and James. If you don't know how he did that, he previously stated to Danny and Flag that he had eyes and ears everywhere in New York. That's how he found James. He it was going to shoot them, but Mac spot them first. Mac is able to take down the bodyguard, but then James takes a hold of the bodyguard's gun and he threatens to kill Rufus, but he doesn't go through with it because Mac's convinced otherwise. They, in the precinct, James tells Mac that he doesn't know what he's going to do because too much happened. And then Mac tells him that he went through something really traumatic and he needs to seek help. He needs to talk to somebody, talk to his loved ones, reach out. Otherwise, he's not going to survive. And this is literally what I have to tell you guys because I reach out and now I realize that I have to, on my big girl age, I have to fix something that happened to me when I was a kid. So if you need help, reach out. If you have something that happened to you when you were younger, or maybe there's something just happening to you, and maybe you're just listening to us to take your mind off things, first of all, I'm really glad that you feel safe enough to listen to us, and we love you, but go and search for help because there is somebody out there that is going to listen to you. Even if you don't have, if you cannot reach out for professional help, search for somebody who loves you. Okay. Because if you bury this inside of yourself, it, trust me, it's, it's not going to be good for you, especially not for something that you want to do in the future. Sometimes that is the one thing that is not going to let you move on unless you deal with it. If there's anything that you need to deal with, you have to go ahead. And it's painful. It is a painful process, but it is worth it. Probably going to jog some bad memories, but I mean, you need to do it. You need to get rid of it. Before it completely consumes you. Let it go. Let it go. Don't hold it back anymore. So, what episode are we covering next week? We're covering season 6, episode 19, Redemption.
Yep. Redemption. This is literally what you need to do to search redemption. Also, season three is coming up CSI Vegas, and we're going to be covering all of the episodes of season three. And if something new comes out, we're definitely going to be breaking down here first. We love you guys so, so much. Please. Love y'all. Drink your water. Stay safe. Love you. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.